CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to the latest episode of the CGA Tour podcast. As always here, I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander. And joining me here tonight is two of the big three in OKC. And they are in actually in Oklahoma City, unlike myself here. But Joel DiNicolo and Zev Stein. Joel, how's it going? Uh, going well. I do got to say, I um, appreciate uh, the invite back. I know it's been a while, and I really appreciate you doing it after that Lakers win because we haven't been getting a lot of those this year. So I appreciate it because a lot of those other podcasts last year we was on some loser streaks, but we got the one game win streak <laughs> going on right now. I appreciate you, Calvin. Good time. Yeah, Westbrook talking up the coaches at halftime, <laughs> telling they got to do better. But you know what? Hey, Zev's let's have fun. The, let's all Zev's, have fun. Zev's repping the Thunder. I'm also repping the Thunder, and you're repping LA. You know, we're, we're all we're all killing it overall here, so I appreciate yep. it. Uh, I don't know how to convert you to be a Padres fan, but that's another podcast for another time here. I don't think that's ever going to happen, to be honest. So, with that being said here, uh, we got a couple different topics. We're getting close to the All-Star break here, so I wanted to go with the All-Star starters in the East and the West, dunk contest entries, and then a little fun at the end for one team in each conference. It's in the top four of their standings that we think is going to miss the playoffs. So, I don't know, with all that being said here, Zev, I'll kick it to you. If you, you're you making like, hey, I want this guy to be in the dunk contest this year, who's your guy? Who are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go a, a tiny bit of a throwback and say uh, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, I, I love watching the high flyer. He, he had a really good a double pump dunk uh, the other night. He can hang in the air for a while, and he's creative, at least when he's been in the dunk contest previously. Uh, and in a perfect world, I would, I would want to see Ja out there doing his high-flying act, mimicking some, like, 2000 Vince Carter stuff. But, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see that. Do you not have his phone number? Or you got him in, on Instagram? Can you make it happen for us, Zev? Because I agree. Man, I'll, 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 I'll try to pull some strings. There. I'll try to pull some strings. <laughs> Call my boy Steven and, oh, and man. vicariously get there. That's right. We got the inside with Steven. That's right. <laughs> Zev, you, Zev you, you can't hit up LeBron? You don't got him on speed dial? Be like, LeBron, <laughs> you know, you're 20. What are you doing? Come on. Never been in the dunk contest. I mean, you're not going to do that it. That would 40, be cool. You know? It would be cool. We got a small window here. I, Calvin, that's you. Different. You guys almost share the same zip yeah. code. I, you know, true. You know, maybe I'll just drive by his house. So then they'll probably, you know, never see you guys again. So I don't know. It's probably a bad idea. Right? <laughs> um, or, you'll, or you'll be invited onto the set for his next house party movie. <laughs> that's right. But you know what? Up, hey, yep. would not. We'll not be mad about that. He might need a voiceover assistant, you know, for just whatever project he's working on. I'd be all there, all over it. But has Derek Jones, Jones Jr. won a dunk contest previously? I no, I think he's has. competed a couple times, but I don't think he's won previously. Okay. I, I I think he might have won in 2020. Uh, I'm going to look I it up think, now. Oh, no, I think, well, I, yeah, I think he me. did get one. Yeah, I think he won one in 2020. Um. I, I'm looking through here. Yeah, we, it was one, yeah we, we when he's with Miami. Yeah. When he's with Miami, he did win it. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Because that was right before the, the world thing, thing here is that like uh, like no one no one who's like a good player like an All Star caliber player enters the dunk contest anymore, right? Like you know, I'm making the joke about LeBron joining, but we know that's never going to happen right. again. We're also not going to see John Morant, unfortunately. We're not going to see you know, I mean, Westbrook would have been awesome to do it in like 2016 2017 now anyways yeah we're just kind of there but i'm looking back here i mean obi toppin won it last year and then anfrey assignments 
and 2021. But then when I go back a little bit further, Donovan Mitchell won it in 2018. Zach Levine won it back-to-back years in 16 and 15. Mm-hmm. John Robinson. Wall won it in 14. And then, you know, Blake Griffin, of course, won it in 2011. Uh, Dwight Howard in 08. And then, then we kind of have, like, an interesting time here where, like, Desmond Mason won it in 01 and Vince Carter won it in 2000. But, I mean, I forgot Kobe won the dunk contest in 97. Yeah, yeah, he so, did. And then there's a bunch of names here where I like, yeah, I kind of know, but I don't necessarily like D Brown. I've heard of before, of course, Kenny Walker. Pump I mean, up the Reeboks. Yeah. Uh, Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan, of course. Right. The, but, the, the Spud Webb one always jumps out of me. He and, he and Nate Robinson doing the little man thing. is always great. Yeah. Well, well, Joel, who, who would you have? Who would be your dunk contest entry? Oh, I'm going to boy, my, my boy, Mac. And uh, I'm not being biased because he spent a little time uh, with the, with South Bay. Uh, but, you know, he, he was kind of a viral sensation, you know, what, five, six years ago when he was in high school. Um, had a lot of buzz with his creative dunks because he, he doesn't, I'm to be honest, he doesn't jump like a typical typical white boy, let's be honest. Uh, and so uh, seeing him we go get on the radar um, and then obviously went to Texas Tech and then had a cool little matchup. You know, one of my former players, Corey Mason, Abilene Christian, um, got to have a matchup with with Mac when he uh, his final year at Texas Tech, which at the time we all thought he was going to get drafted. So um, it's a big game circled on the calendar is at Lubbock. Um, Luckily, you know, Corian held his own in that game, had a big time highlight actually shooting over Matt McClung. Uh, but kind of always, you know, followed him from that point on even further. And unfortunately, he didn't get drafted, um, but caught on. Actually, he did two stints um, with the the Lakers uh, summer league team. And uh, so got to catch him a little bit more. But uh, that boy has bounce. Um, I think he also has that charisma, too. When you're in a dunk contest, it's uh, not so much about the dunk that you can do, but you got to hype up the crowd. You got to get them yeah. involved, you know, yeah. whether it's you know, Dwight Howard putting on the cape or jumping over a shack or whatever the case may be. You got to do something special. And I think Mac has that charisma, um, that personality uh, uh, to take this serious because this is almost uh, when I first uh, heard that he's going to be in the dunk contest. I said, hold on. I know we had him in the summer league, but he hasn't officially made the roster. So I had to Google real quick and I was like, oh, he's in the G League. Okay, with the blue coats, Delaware blue coats. So um so I had to catch up on some highlights on him and how he's been doing for the last few months. But I think this is almost a an open audition as well. Um, like I said, he he's has a name and they associate him for being bouncy. Um, but I think this can really uh um hmm. you know open up some doors for him uh for those that haven't really followed his entire career. So uh yeah, I'm going I'm going with my boy Mac. I like it. Georgetown, DMV native, then transfers to Texas Tech, falls, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, comes to join Chris Beard's staff and then, you know, ends up not not falling him to t- I mean, he, he did he's got some highlights for sure, even you know, in the league, but in summer and stuff like that. So I I like Mac McClung because you never know what to expect with him. But I'm I'm gonna go with the guy you really never would know what to expect. And that's Draymond. I want to see Draymond in the dunk contest for one reason, one reason alone. He leads the league in technical fouls. He's tied with Dylan Brooks, but I want to see him get the crowd into it. You know, dunks it through the net, then punts the ball into the stands, right? Just like no one would have seen that coming. <laughs> then no one else can do the dunks afterwards. They've got to have a whole game of like, pass the ball back down. You know, I mean, just, just whatever. Draymond could make fun of himself too. He could have like, you know, some nutsy kicks, you know, at the end, like some pistachios get sponsored. I mean, really, you know, he dunks and kicks at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's an idea here. Um, but 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 to be honest here, I, I would love to see J 
Jalen Williams uh, from the Thunder. He leads the he's a of all guards. He leads the league in dunks. He is hmm. six foot six. Um, he has more dunks than John Morant on the season. And yeah, he doesn't have like the flashiest dunks ever. But I think it's because his wingspan's insane. He's he got a seven foot two wingspan. He's six foot mm-hmm. six tall. So for his size and his height, his wingspan's insane. And I really do mm-hmm. think he could just put on a show. He could be one of these guys. He's a little bit more no name kind of. I mean, we, we know John Morant's not going to enter. Um, and actually here, to be honest, kind of on my same old technical foul deal, Anthony Edwards should should enter. Like there you go. That's a good one. Ooh, yeah, I like that one. That was, He's twelfth. He has uh, Draymond has, you know, thirteen technical fouls. Edwards is at twelve, so he's only one back. You know, he he could he could really get there in the you know the angriness category. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe he gets frustrated after a couple missed dunks, and all of a sudden you don't know what to expect from there on out. You know, he's just you know blowing <laughs> smoke or something. Because at this point, like I don't think the dunk contest needs saving. It's something that I don't. I hope doesn't go away. Because it's always something that like we can at least see highlights of on Sports Center the next day at the work at, at the bare minimum. Right. But I but I do love the dunk contest. Like I the Aaron Gordon dunk contest, it's never gonna go back. And that guy is still so better. That's why his number's 50, right? Like he right. his jersey number is 50 because he didn't win the dunk contest the year he got so many 50s. Um mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I want the dunk contest to be better. I don't necessarily think the participants are going to enter ever again. Like, I don't think the participants are ever going to be entering. Why, why do you think that is? What, what, why has that trend been a thing? So the, the NBA has redone the schedule a couple different times to eliminate more back-to-backs to make it better for players' health already. Right. But, mm-hmm. and this is kind of a little tangent here. So you have to stay with me, but because of that, it's not like players are missing less and less games. We're seeing Paul George play so many more games and all these players play more games when the NBA is doing stuff to help guys stay healthy, right? Like we're only mm-hmm. seeing more and more injuries year over year. I think that leads to it is that if we were seeing less and less injuries with better medical staffs, better training, better, you know, camera technology that tracks player movement during games, et cetera, and that was leading to less and less injuries, then maybe, maybe guys would. But instead, mm-hmm. it's not trending that way. It's going kind of the other way a little bit, where basically at the end of the day, a lot of games just guys are missing. Like currently, the Clippers are playing, um, you know, Philadelphia 76ers. And it's a rare game to see Kawhi and Paul George same and James time. Harden right. and Terrence Maxey and Joel Embiid on the court yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. True, true. Um, it's probably it's on TNT. Yeah, honestly, I went to a. A uh, game earlier this this year where it was Clippers Suns, and I was originally like, "Oh man, this would be great!" Like, yeah, tickets are kind of cheap because it's on a weeknight. I think it's on, like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something, and could sit kind of lower down. Also, Clippers game versus Lakers game prices are just incredibly different. But Clippers <laughs> are more like Thunder ticket prices to, right now, uh, from how it is. And I was like, "Oh, Kawhi's playing, cool. Oh, Paul George is playing, cool." And then no one from the Suns was playing. Chris Paul was out. Devin Booker was out. Um, and Aiden was out, I believe. I was like, Jeez. oh, okay, what's Jealous what's going on here? So, like, at the end of the day, I, I think that's more why guys are not going to be entering the dunk contest. Because, one, their health is their literal wealth, right? Like, that's not even, you know, a saying that can be overstated with the NBA, right? If you're not mm-hmm. healthy, you can't play. You can't get money. Um, mm-hmm. You can't get paid. 
and yeah, contracts are guaranteed, but there still are clauses in it, right? Um, like if Kevin Durant was, you know, wanting to be in the dunk contest, I think every single person from the entire Brooklyn Nets staff would be like, hey, we'll pay you whatever to not do it. Like we'll we'll sell you our stake in the team. We'll do whatever. Like it's such, because it's such a big risk for a guy who's had injury history like that to be in it, you know, and they'd want to keep it under wraps. I mean, can you imagine right, right now, let's say um, I'm trying to think of a guy who'd be comparatively interesting to be in there. Let's say Josh Giddy, or what? Trying to, like, let's, well, I'm just saying like a guy who's like a sophomore <laughs> in the league who has not gotten his like rookie extension, who still has a lot of promise where the team would be like, Oh, for the love of God, please do not enter the dunk contest. That's the last thing we need. Yeah, You know, it's like you're so much more valuable to us like as a team asset than you would be to like get some more media eyes on us, right? They, Jalen Williams, they're probably in the same boat. They're like, hey, you know what? So Jalen, we, we'd love to see it just not enter the dunk contest. You know, Usman Diang's probably in the same mm-hmm. boat there. Another Thunder lottery pick. Um, I mean, I just can't imagine a lot of guys are like getting the go-ahead from their teams into the dunk contest. Jaden Sharp, I'm actually curious, like – how his medicals are and all type of stuff because he sat out his whole year that he was at Kentucky. He never didn't play a game, and supposedly that was an injury related issue. Comes and plays with the Trailblazers, is dunking it through the roof. I Means jumping through the mm-hmm. roof for sure. And he's he's the one guy who's confirmed for the dunk contest. Other than that, Mac McClung and uh, who else? Um, I just had it. Uh, Mac McClung and Mac McClung and KJ Martin are the two that are reported. But Shaden Sharp's mm-hmm. confirmed that he's in it. Mm-hmm. And to me, yeah. it's like, all right, you're a rookie who's had injury issues in the past, supposedly. The Kentucky deal is just really bizarre if you look into it. It's like, why? wait, why did he sit out a whole season with, you know, and he was at Kentucky, but he wasn't. It was just kind of odd. But even that one, I'm like, well, why is he, you know, why is he even in the dunk contest? Because you would, he was a top, top five draft pick, I want to say, top, mm-hmm. top 10. Yeah. Um. Just the just the risk associated with it, right? Like that's kind of sure. where, where I can get at than anything else. Do you think that stems from high. like the like the USA exhibition game where like Paul George goes for that crazy dunk and then has that big injury, oh, and then man. I'll never forget that. Oh my god! Like stuff like that where it's sort of like a, a thing that wasn't in game and you just want to shy away from any potential big stuff like that. Probably something like that. I mean, what's what's interesting is that Paul George has come back and he ha- see like the season he came back after that one, he looked like an MVP caliber guy. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like, but but it is to that point. Yeah, it's quite possible that cool. I, I want to look at it. Can I take a, a slightly different angle at this on, on that question? Sure. So if you notice, you know, all the participants or most of the participants, I should say, they're all obviously very very young. Even you had mentioned Donovan Mitchell. You know, that was his rookie year if i'm not mistaken rookie or sophomore yeah yeah and then the following year um hamadou was in it that was for sure his rookie year so i I think there's something to it where uh, like when you're talking about john morant well john morant was the first time all-star last year i think they get tied up you know that weekend that time is very short and i think they've been playing so much basketball that they want to enjoy the weekend versus having a responsibility so for Uh some of these stars that actually have a name and are a true all-star. I think they just want to enjoy the weekend. No, they got to obviously play on Sunday, but they want to enjoy right. Saturday. 
Saturday is a, a, a party in essence. It's kind of like the pre-party to the party part that obviously happens, you know, as soon as they turn the lights off in the arena and then the party starts, you know, <laughs> Saturday night <laughs> yes. and just a party going on Friday night as well. Um, Cause mm-hmm. there's not, not as many um, events going on Friday night. So I think they just want to enjoy it, kick back, um, enjoy the show. And so they allowed the young guys that are still fighting for whether it's a, a roster spot or just trying to get a, a contract trying to get uh, signed to any type of deal, um, you know, outside of basketball, you know, Sprite, whatever, you know, shoe deal, whatever it is. I think they're trying to build up that name. So they kind of leave it for those young guys to to get that opportunity. Um, Because if you go back, other than really Derrick Jones Jr., who had been in the league, I think, three or four years already before he entered the dunk contest, everybody else is, like you said, rookie or sophomore year. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a a few that kind of stand out. I know in 2020, Dwight Howard with the Lakers jumped back in after having a little hiatus. That was a, a kind of a little off the radar one, but oh, I mean, yeah. you look at you look at the list of some of these guys. They're they're, they're young and, and and trying to make a name for themselves and, and really turn themselves themselves into a brand. Just as you know, Aaron Gordon I think did a really good job capitalizing off of All Star Weekend and Saturday Night specifically. Um, even yeah. Zach Levine. I mean, Zach Levine was is was not who he is today if it wasn't possibly for you know showing off his athletic ability um, on a Saturday true, night true. and. And now they're kind of put it in the rear view mirror, like, okay, I've made it, you know. Zach Levine's mm-hmm. on the scene. I'm no, I'm good. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm over that step. That's for the young boys, uh, which is crazy to say now, you know, considering Zach Levine not young anymore. So, right, uh, right. I, I think that <laughs> I think there's kind of a little little, little uh, additional uh, mindset behind uh, why why people are in the dunk contest versus why they, okay. they don't decide to do it. Yeah, that. I hadn't thought about that mm-hmm. before. No, I, I like like that explanation a lot as well mm-hmm. too. Just after you're established in the league, like kind of let the young guys have fun, right? Yeah. Like yep. you know, kind of enjoy your weekend and stuff like that too. Especially when I think about how many guys probably go to the All Star weekend who are not even in the All Star game. You know, I mean, yes. there's 24 guys on both rosters total in the All Star game, right? So yeah, out of that, it's like, all right, well, there's 400 something guys in the league, and clearly we're going to talk about guys who we think are going to get snubbed off the starter. You know, there's definitely going to be guys who are going to get snubbed off the whole All Star ballot, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. happens every year. Point. Yeah, every single year. But I think that's how good the league is. And until the league expands, you know, we'll have a concentration of really good players. Just besides, like, what? There's four teams this year that I think are just not not going to be it at the end of the day. And I don't think I'm spoiling anything here by saying the Hornets, the Pistons, the Rockets, and the Spurs are easily four teams that are in the Wembenyama right. sweepstakes, <laughs> right? Yep. So they're or they're uh, shooting for Scoot Henderson, right? So, <laughs> yes, either of those two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or wobbling for Wemby, I think is the other terminology I've heard. Mm. That's that's iffy, though. That, that's iffy. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, I don't know. There's not really a good, like, tanking for Wembenyama. I mean, the guy's name is just too long. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Joel, who do you have for uh, all-star starters here? I'll, I'll kick it to you here. You want to go east or west first? Oh man, get, let me let me get the the west is a little bit easier than the east. <laughs> the east is pretty pretty stacked over there. Yeah. Uh, so west, I'll just yeah, get off ahead. the bat. Like we're not trying to factor in like guys who are injured who might miss the game or, or not. We're just kind of going like, hey, who do you think deserves to be an all star starter? You know, yeah. and that you you can base that off of games played right now too. You can be like, hey, the guys didn't play enough minutes to be an all star this year, but you know, not trying to predict like who's actually going to play in the game if they're going to sit out or play or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, so uh, I think there's three on the West that are, are going to be obvious. I don't think there's much argument uh, with there. We got um, one of the best players in basketball right now uh, with, with down down south on I-35 with Luca. 
That's <laughs> uh, locked in and guaranteed. Uh, yeah. um, I think you got uh, my guy in year 20, locked in, guaranteed uh, with, with LBJ. Um, and then you got John Morant, who is um, – you're right before our eyes. I mean, he's he's taking over the NBA uh, as we have – you know, it, it, it's it's low key a little sad, but seeing you know LeBron and KD, you know, start even Westbrook, you know, for us Oklahoma City guys, um, you know, we've seen their peak, and I think they're obviously coming coming off their peak now, and uh, mm-hmm. now you're kind of seeing this young crop of guys starting to really take over. Um, I think John Morant, right before our eyes, he he could, I mean, give it two three years. I mean, we're really talking about you know John and Luca, you know, running the running not just the West but the whole NBA. Um, so. I'm looking forward to, to seeing him out there. So I think, in my opinion, those three are, are, are no-brainers and kind of have a little conversation p- uh, points after that. Um, I think, obviously, with, with Jokic, got to throw him in there. Um, another MVP caliber season behind him. Um, and then you can have some fun with it. Um, you can go you can go Curry. Um, if, I don't know, games, Craig, Calvin, we got oh, – you said it don't matter about games, right? I mean, it's up to you if you want to factor it in. Like the, yeah. the games played here deal for me. Like I can't. Like Anthony Davis is third most in the Western Western Conference front court vote getting, and he had MVP type of like stats before he went down. But he just hasn't played enough games. He hasn't played enough yeah, minutes right. this season. He sat out too many. That's the guy where I kind of draw the line. Curry came back from injury pretty quickly, and he mm-hmm. is just still lighting it up. And the Warriors seemed not necessarily truly need him, but kind of need him. Right. I mean, everyone needs Steph Curry at the end of the day. So that, that one I'm cool with. It's it's kind of like the Anthony Davis is like Zion. This would be a weird one, too, because it's mm-hmm. like Zion's probably going to keep missing games here. Yeah. You would think, you know, we've got a month before All-Star weekend. So Zion's a hard one for me to put in there. Um, well, here, man. this would be a good one to pitch that fifth spot. Let me see where y'all at. Can we get SGA? Can yeah. We, can so we, can, can, so we, can we make it happen? Y'all on board? So so f- yeah. so for me, I've I've got I've got three universal locks no matter what. Luca, I mean, I'm going off of what the you know what this is rated as. So Luca is a guard, SGA is a guard. Like those two are just absolute locks. SGA might be because I'm biased, but at the end of the day, I mean, the guy is putting up superstar like numbers and he's getting all star attention left and right, and he is. Tr- when he sits out a game for the Thunder, the Thunder sometimes win weirdly out of nowhere. But it's, but it's like, like such a bizarre Celtics thing. Game. It's like, yeah, like it's Celtics like one. it's like the uh, it's like the other team decided, oh no, we got this one, and then mm-hmm. Oklahoma City went, no, you don't, right? And mm-hmm. it's just it, that's just, and then the other team like kind of folded within the first ten minutes. Like that Celtics game was bizarre. bizarre. Um, but but I got I got to say for sure, Luca SGA, and then uh, and then Jokic. Those are those are the mm-hmm. three locks, no matter what. Rounding out here. You know, Joker is, I mean, he's, he's definitely a center. I I want to bring up a name, and that's just, I want to bring up Laurie Markkinen. The guy has Ooh. been crazy good this year. His stats really yeah, do rival mind. LeBron's um, on the season. And before the season started, if any of the three of us said, yeah, I've got Laurie Markkinen <laughs> as an all-star, all three of us have been like, You've, no. you've got to be kidding me. You've, the guy who was a throw-in piece to make the trade for Rudy Gobert work, not a chance. But now it's a – I mean, Lloyd Markkinen is a, definitely an all-star. It's just to see a starter. Yeah, and, and – I, I watched I, him put up that 49-point performance uh, the other night, and it was – man, it was impressive. Threes and dunks and tough rebounds. I yeah. like it. That was at Houston. I remember that. 
I, I also think Deer and Fox deserves some type of nod, you know, here and there. Yeah, not necessarily but not a truly. Not a no, no, not necessarily truly. The the, the reason is because his clutch his clutch numbers are insane. Like he he leads the league, I think, in, in some clutch statistics. Like I'm not just gonna try to get all into the efficiency stats, but <laughs> okay. but but really, like if I'm if I'm putting a lineup together, right? I'd have SGA, you know, guard, Luca guard. Forward, Markkanen, another forward, DeMontis Sabonis, and then center, I have Joker. And I know that leaves LeBron not starting. I don't know what to do there. Like, I don't, like, LeBron is so freaking good, and I understand that he's always been awesome. But, like, I, I hear enough, like, listen to, like, LA, you know, radio and TV, whatever, how LeBron's just as good as he's always been. Like, that's, that's discrediting in 2013, LeBron. That's discrediting <laughs> 2009, LeBron. Like, He's good, but if you're taking one guy for a night and you have to take LeBron or Luca or SGA or Joker or maybe Laurie Markinen, oh, you're probably oh, saying LeBron. Well, no, no. No, no. I think you're probably saying LeBron, but that's for okay. one First night. Four, yes. But that's that's for one night. I yeah. think I think for a seven game series, you're like, well, maybe I can have this conversation. And that's that's where we're at with LeBron. It's like the dude's been in the league for 20 years. It's it's almost like a Tom Brady deal at this point where it's like, wh- how long are, do you want to keep playing? Because you'll probably keep playing for as long as you want to on some team. You know? Well, well you heard that last Friday's interview. He's, he's, he's made it. It's already being confirmed, but now he made it official with the ESPN interview. He's playing with the sun. I mean, I know there's been a goal that's kind of been bouncing around. I think that could possibly try. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, okay, Brownie, that's the obvious one. That's going to happen very easily within two years. Mm -hmm. But you got his other son. I believe he is, correct me if I'm wrong, eighth or ninth grade? Ninth grade, right? Gosh, if he's He's that I think he's he's a freshman, and Brownie's a senior right now in high school. Man. I mean, I, it was tough to watch Tom Brady last night, you know, um, you know, take oh, a meeting okay. to – obviously I was cheering for him to beat the Dallas Cowboys, but it was tough seeing him out there. And I think he kind of – he reached his limit. He he is done, done. And I know football and being a quarterback in the NFL is completely different than comparing it to um, a ball-dominant um, player in the NBA. Um, but it, it, we keep saying it. it. Like you said, it's year 20. And even though it's not that same athletic 9 Braun – this is a still a very efficient brawn that can really have a strong impact on a game. So, sure. uh, this we're, we're just entering every year. Every game is uncharted territory for for where we're at as not just sports fans and NBA fans, um, but to see his legacy continue and and for him to say, "Hey, I want to be like you know King Griffey Jr. and Senior got to play, you know, in, in the '90s together." He's like, "That's that's that's my goal. I want to do it." And it's it's um, extremely realistic with Bronny, but I, I like how you brought that in. It's like, what if you stretched it out? To have Bryce out there. Oh, my God. Well, and the NBA is one of those things where Udonis Haslam is still getting paid. So, I'm not I'm not comparing LeBron to Udonis Haslam. So, no right. one's going to And before act. him, how long was Juwan Howard in the league? Also, <laughs> also good point. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's let's say for – I mean, if we're putting examples here, let's say Bronny, Bronny is a four-star four right now. Who knows necessarily where he's going to go to college? You know, maybe he'll announce tonight randomly. I don't know where I doubt it. But depending on where Bronny goes to college and depending on where, you know, his kind of draft prospects are at, like, he's probably going to be a first-round draft pick because LeBron's contract will expire and you would figure LeBron would want to go sign as a free agent with that team. And no one's going to talk me out of the fact that LeBron wouldn't be useful 
on any NBA team in the next five years. Like he's going to, he's going to have a use, like either that be like kind of the player coach vibes, kind of like the Nick Collison deal with Oklahoma city or, you know, I mean, I just said, you know, Udonis, yeah. Aslam, you know, I mean, you know, Juwan Howard, you know, you said that Zeb. So LeBron will find his, find his way on the team no but matter what. Remember the, the NBA um, will have the rule change as far as you not having to go to the one year sit out. So that'll benefit mm. Bryce on getting mm. that chance. So we don't have to have that extra year like um, Brownie's going to have to have. Hmm. Keep that in mind on our math. <laughs> That's true too. So, and uh, I know for my for my five here. So I'll just just put it down one more time to recap. I've got Luca SGA. I'm going to say Laurie Markkinen just because I think it's at this point, Joel. I, I know you got LeBron, so I'm just going to be different. Um, Laurie Markkinen, Demontis Sabonis, and the Joker, um, Jokic. Hmm. And that that that's my five here. I know I left off Steph Curry and John Morant. I don't know what to do. I mean, Luca, Luca's like Luca's six foot eight. Like Luca, Luca is Luca is a forward, and he just is a ball dominant forward. Like so is LeBron, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you know, we're all in this positionless basketball, but this is currently how the All Star voting happens. This is the way it works. So we're we're having to do the same constraints that All Star voters are doing too, right? Like I'm not yeah. trying to get special privileges. So that that's what I'd say the five. And honestly, you know what? It's probably Steph instead of SGA. SGA no matter what deserves to be an all-star. So I'm not going to be talked out of that one whatsoever, but it's probably going to be Steph over SGA and then probably Luca. And then, you know, the five, the three other guys, probably joke, probably Jokic. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Sabonis, I would figure, but I'm not sure. So. Steph, who do you have? Who are your five here? Uh, I have, I mean, it's, I always hate these because no matter what, I pick, I always feel like I'm the other thing could be better or might be better. It's hard for me to have a confident pick, but uh, I'll go backward here. Uh, I have Jokic, LeBron, and Laurie Markinen together because they can either of them play the three or the four, I think. They're sort of interchangeable. Um, And then I would say, as much as I want SGA, God, I want it so bad. Uh, I think that he's just going to be an all-star and not a starter. So I'm going to round it out with uh, John Luca, just because they're the going to be the the face of the NBA, like Joel was saying. And they're they they not only have the talent, they have the the swag, the personalities to back it up. And I and I love watching both. I just wish that Luca would. Stop yelling at the refs so much and just get back on defense, but that's fine. It's getting bad, yeah. Yeah, I, I do want to ask about some of that <laughs> stuff. Maybe we can get together in another month here with uh with Walton, <laughs> going more a little bit of that because because the yeah, the talking to refs the entire time and not get back on defense when the other team gets an easy bucket is um getting pretty noticeable for certain guys. Yeah, say. It's, right. it's pretty damn annoying. All right, well, well, Zev, we're gonna round robin back to you though. What about for the East? Who do you have here? Man, okay, this one was uh, this, this was a lot tougher because there's so many people. There's about I'd say nine or ten people playing well enough to start, maybe seven or eight people. But I tentatively landed on them. Some of this might be hot takes. Uh, I got Trey and Donovan at the guard spots. Joel. Jason Tatum and Giannis, because I'm assuming 
Kevin Durant's not going to play the All-Star game. If he plays, I would swap him for um, probably Tatum, but I'm assuming he's not going to play. Okay. Yeah. Tatum Tatum would miss All-Star starter. That's interesting. Because I'm trying to go with that idea. It's like not, not if the guy would play or not, but if the guy deserves to be an All-Star starter today. Right? Right. That's kind of what I'm, I'm basing off of. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know? Or it's like injuries and stuff. Um, so no, no Trey Young. You're not putting Trey Young in your. No, no, he he was he was the point guard. He's a Trey. Guess <laughs> Calvin don't like that. <laughs> Trey Young. Trey Young's in every trade conversation so far this year. No, Dejounte. Right, Murray? but he's still averaging like twenty-seven and nine, man. Like you can't ignore that. Can't can't ignore it. You're right. But, I mean, I'm sorry if you don't like that Mr. Tumnus can shoot, but it's it's. But he can't shoot. I love it. I mean, he can shoot, but it's just he's yeah, not a great teammate. It's you know, it's all that other stuff that kind of. I'm surprised you don't have Tyrese Halberton, honestly, over Trey Young. Again, I was factoring in injury, so I okay. I didn't yeah. really. Yeah, I was just thinking about who true. who is probably going to play this game. That's what I was thinking. All right. Gotcha. Joel, what are you what are you thinking though? Does your list differ a lot than Zev's? Nah, not at all. I'm right on I'm I'm right on the same page with Zev. Um Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think with with the East, um uh, I think they have more quality all stars from top to bottom. Um, but when it Definitely. comes to, to, to the starters themselves, I, I, I do think that they do somewhat separate themselves. Um, you know, obviously with the Embiid and Tatum and Giannis, you know, self-explanatory. But, um, you know, with, with Trey Young is still putting up major numbers. His three-point percentage has obviously dropped off a little bit this year compared to his last you know, three seasons or so. Um, but his scoring is still right on par. So um, I think it takes a little bit out of it, you know, with the, the record of the Hawks or, you know, being somewhat disappointing. But. Uh, it's kind of one of those things, you know, it, it's, this is all stars, you know, it's, it's kind of, you get a chance to separate somewhat the record of the team. You know what I mean? This is all stars. These are the best players um, in the right, NBA. Like Westbrook in the 2016, 2017 season, putting up that MVP, you know, but the Thunder sucked. Mm-hmm. And he's still there. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, well, and I can't be too high on, you know, SGA and the Thunder, and then basically contradict myself here talking about the Hawks, right? So I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't have it both ways, you know. Um, I mean, I mean, Joel knows, Zev knows, literally everyone who ever listened to one episode of the podcast for more than five minutes knows that I'm a huge Oklahoma State fan, which means I'm not a huge Stray Young fan, um, not a huge Blake Griffin fan, etc. I, I'd, I'd say my list is, um, it's very similar. I, I, I have Giannis Embiid. And then I think KD at the end of the day over Tatum, just because I don't know. Tatum, Tatum's Tatum's good. Tatum's great. He's probably on an all-star trajectory, but it's kind of like this, like this month here before, before the all-star game, it's like his time to prove it. Right. Like it's almost his time to like take over mm-hmm. games. I, the Celtics are also what they're number one or two in the East. It's hard to, for me to say that they don't deserve one, one. all-star starter. Like, that'd be crazy. I will also say yeah. that Jason Tatum plays in a better team system. And so you're not going to see him doing as much of the crazy one-on-one scenarios as Kevin Durant is doing because 
the Nets play a lot more iso ball run stuff through Kyrie and Kevin, so there's a lot more features of him. Yeah, and and KD almost has to be a soldier and creator with that, like to add on to your point here, right? Like he has to be doing all of it. Um, mm-hmm. Kyrie's just not. I don't know. Kyrie's not necessarily. I. Kyrie Salburton leads the league in assists per game, but I do think he he might miss too many games here if he's not playing for like this next month. Basically, it looks right, like right, right. that's it's annoying and you know kind of kind of bad. It hurts his hurts his chances of uh, starting the All Star game. I do think it's interesting though, and I'm just like looking at all the stats here. Is that like Buddy Heald leads the league in three pointers made, which I did not know, but he leads it by a lot, by 25. Um, over answering Simon. That's because Tyrese is setting him up so well. Yeah, I'm and TJ McConnell. I'll go down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is Two really good. Passes. Is it worth talking about? Uh, is it worth talking about Jalen Brown a little bit or? Who's the other guy? Was As a starter, no. As an all-star no. in general, yes. Okay. Only because the East is so stacked. If the, if I don't know. If Donovan Mitchell was not having as good of a season as he was having, I would put Jalen Brown there. Yeah. I I mean, I've, I've got, for sure, Donovan Mitchell's the fourth player out of mine here. And then fifth, Drew Holiday, is he worth a mention? Do the Bucks have two starters? Mm, tough, no. tough. I know stat wise, it's not there. I, I want it, it because know. I really like him and I like watching that team. But I think there's probably a list of about three or four guys who I think would deserve it more in the East. Yeah. What? That's, what about? It's probably yeah. right. Unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if you're going to bring up Drew Holiday, I mean, wouldn't Kyrie Irvin be right there with? Him? Right. So that's I was, I was that's what I was going to bring up. It's really interesting that he he leads with like three million votes, and we haven't even mentioned him. Like I, I don't know. I he's playing really, really great. I think he's also just still sort of a, a hot potato, and isn't exactly easy for me to root for yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, he plays great. Like I mean, he the man actually dunked in game this season, so that was pretty cool. But he's he's got some great individual highlights. He's playing well. He seems to have turned around his mentality. But I, I got to be honest with you, I still have not forgotten about his weird uh, uh, anti-vax <laughs> wishy-washiness and his anti-Semitic stuff that he hasn't really fully apologized for and it's just hard for me it's just hard yeah. uh, okay okay oh well, just try to keep it basketball uh he was a big big contributor in that winning streak that they uh what, what oh yeah oh yeah he was well remind me how many did he get to that nets winning streak i know it's over now but what they get up to it was 12 i think 12, 12 yeah, that's what, yeah that's what i thought 12 13 um, I know he was putting up some big numbers there in that streak, and they played some some really good team. I know they had the uh, the Bucks was in in that um, uh, line of uh, wins for them. So um, mm-hmm. I, I know for us Thunder fans, we, we, they just got done playing, I believe, on Sunday, and one of those crazy wins for the Thunder is one of those. Um, man, how'd they do it? A lot of those um, this year. <laughs> um, 
but no, uh, Kyrie, I think he's definitely still uh, involved in that conversation of being a starter. For sure. Yeah, I, For sure. I think Kyrie would. I think Kyrie would have to be over over uh, Drew Holiday. I don't think I can. I think you guys talked me into it. I yes. I do want to say just uh, Zev on your point here. It would be very interesting to see Kyrie Irving start an All Star game from everything that's happened off the court. But then again, he's he's put up the stats. He's put up the numbers. He's put up the you know, minutes played, he's put up all the other stuff here that's on the court. And it's pretty easy to make sure a guy is not doing a bunch of media stuff through ESPN if you're asking him not to, you know, or asking ESPN (laughs) not to when you're giving them access, right? Like the NBA does control which team, which, you know, team personnel and which, you know, media entities get access to the All-Star Weekend. So, and also I don't think ESPN or any of the other media entities are dumb enough to try to go at after Kyrie to get a better answer than the one they already got. Like, I think that's kind of in the past. Right. Like, right. No, I, I think the, 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 the dust has settled on that, but yeah. yeah I, no, it, yeah. The, the East is just really tough. Cause there's, there's a bunch of guys that you could argue for uh, getting that starting spot. For sure. I think the, the key one is like, all right. Of the, of these three guys, KD, Embiid, and Jason Tatum, you got to pick two out of three. And that's, you got to. Because mm-hmm. no matter what, Giannis has it. And then the other spots are for the, you know, for the backcourt. So mm-hmm. that's that's really what's what's tough here. Is cause, and you're also, like, when I'm saying, you know, okay, let's have Jokic at center in my lineup. Like, well, the guy shoots more threes than any center we've ever seen, you know, start an all-star game and make, right? So it's not... Is he a center? Is he not? Like it's all positionless basketball. So Giannis is a center. Like, all right, guy probably really is like a power forward, small forward, but he also dunks the ball an incredible amount and plays a lot of, you know, center on defense. So it's it's tough for me to be like, oh, you know what? Like, you, know, you got to choose between him, Embiid, KD, and Jason Tatum when all three of those guys probably could be said they all play different positions every night they play too. So, man, yeah, if you go, you'd mentioned the. Uh, uh, Tyrese being the assist leader. If you look at those uh, assist leaders from one to ten, I mean, you got Joker at two with everybody else being point guards. That's crazy if you think about that. One through ten, nine point guards, and you got Joker at number two. <laughs> Joker's dishing out more assists than Trey Young and Luka Doncic. I know. I know when you're talking about MVP, you know, everybody kind of gets a little wishy-washy when you're like, oh, he's already had it, you know, once or twice. We need to give somebody else. When you're doing stuff like that, you can get it more than once. (laughs) Agreed. What I think is bizarre about the assist leaders in the league right now is that, you know, Alburn's at 409. Then Joker's like 30 back. He's at 382. Like, Alburn is – and the Pacers are – the Pacers are not incredible. Like the Nuggets have guys. I mean, partly because of Joker, but the Nuggets have dudes. Mm-hmm. If I have to name the starting five of the Pacers right here, right now, I'm not sure I'd get it correctly. You know, I mean, I, I know Buddy Healed, I know Miles Turner, and then honestly, I'm trying to think through the rest of them. I feel like I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who starts center for him every night. I don't know who starts the other wing spot. Basically. Well, I know I know one guy who started some games. It used to be your favorite player two years ago. Go go for it. What uh, Jalen Duran? Uh, no, not Jalen Duran. Uh, yeah, Jalen you're Smith. Jalen Smith. 
I think he was on the the wrong side of our poster recently, if I'm not mistaken. That was yes. Oh my gosh. That dunk's about to put him out the league. <laughs> oh, he was out of it already for a minute. That Suns draft has to be looked at as one of the weirdest ones ever. <laughs> Halbert was drafted after him. <laughs> I mean, that was that your was... rookie of the year, Calvin. I'm never gonna let I'm never gonna let you down. <laughs> and that's fair. I, I've had I've had some I've had some monumental picks. I picked Oklahoma State to win Bedlam for the past three years in a row, and I've got <laughs> one out of three correct. And uh, I'll, I'll hang my hat on that one, honestly, because I'm not getting most of those. So. Also, like offensive rebounds of Stephen Adams, but the, the last thing I'd say here for the assist deal is Westbrook is fifth in assists in the league, and he doesn't start. It's just just bizarre. And the Lakers also they they've kind of figured they don't it have, out. The Lakers also don't have a ton of shooters. You know, what I mean, it's just like he still Westbrook, plays like, almost thirty minutes a game, though. I mean, that's, he, don't start, that's, he still plays true. almost thirty minutes. He's, he's closing out most of the games. That's true. That's true. Because Pat Beverly's too small, so you know that's, that's part of it. <laughs> not gonna, not going <laughs> to pass up a chance to throw shade on Pat Bev. Um, Calvin, before you jump to the next topic, I, yeah. I, I have a, a goal for my son. So obviously okay. he's four years old. I'm coaching his YMCA team. Um, he got sick there during December, miss, you know, missing practice games. He's back in it now. And uh, I told him if he can pull it off, there's a couple of games left in this winter season. We want, you know, he's really starting to catch on the NBA names, not even names, but even like celebrations, just little personality mm-hmm. things about him. And, um, you know, we kind of go through all of the, you know, the superstar celebrations, but he knows Westbrook doing the, you know, rock the baby or he's too little, you know, when you run back. I said, you do one of those, man. I promise you uh, it's going to go viral on YouTube and I'm going to give you at least $20, $20 of the cut, man, whatever we can make off this viral. <laughs> but you got to do your part, though. You got to get the bucket and you got to run I back on that. defense and either rock it or come back and say he's too little. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to hit the uh the kind of when the Josh Kitty did the two little the other night where he's like just kind of like side eye back at the camera. Did you see Josh Kitty made like basically a layup on Nick Claxton? Also, Nick Claxton that. had a quote today where he's like, I guard all five positions, I should be a defensive player in the league. And then some Thunder, one of the Thunder writers, um, you know, not from the Thunder, but just a guy who covers him, was just replied back with this basically gif of Josh Kitty just putting up a Putting up a nice. you know, shot. Like, it was just – it's just not – like, Josh Case just down low, just box him out inside, hits him with a couple times with a shoulder, goes up and dude. in, and yeah. then just goes, you know, too small. You know, yeah. whatever. He's 6'8". Yeah, Josh right. Case is not a small dude. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's kind of like how you're telling me, like, Westbrook's playing three minutes a night. It's like, well, Josh Giddy might play guard, but he is not a guard size. Right? Yeah. Like, we just we just all know. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, but, but yeah, but I do want to – do want to ask you guys here. So – NBA standings wise, I know, I know it stands right now. It East and West is super close together, especially in the Western Conference. I mean, you've got basically the fourth team here in the Sacramento Kings, fourth in the standings. They've got 24 wins, and then the Phoenix Suns are 12th in the standings with 21 wins. So, hey, 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 hey go one more. Hey, go one hey. more down. Okay. Name the 13th team. Give me one more. Go down to the 13th, please. Don't just cut oh, us out like Blakers. that, man. I don't, don't, don't cut us out like that, man. Now you're going to draw Lucky the line. At, 13, how are you going to draw the line Los at 21, Angeles but not give, give us the 20? We got, got, got 20 of them. Because you have six more losses than the fourth place team. I had to cut it off at some point. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, but I, I, I mean, six more losses. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do there. We're, we're a the game winning out percentage. Of, we're a game you know, out of playing game. We're good. We're a game out of playing game. We're good. We're good. What? <laughs> True. The Thunder are also a game of the playing games for the Suns and 
I mean, really, I should have stopped it. Yeah, at the Lakers because then that drops way off at the Spurs with thirteen wins. So, so you're right. You're right. You're yep. calling me out there. Uh, but but let let's say here, maybe I'll expand it to you know include like the top five in the West. But of the the top five teams in the West, because at least the Kings and the Mavericks have the same amount of wins. I know that the losses are different. But of the top five teams, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Kings, and Mavericks. I think I know everyone's answer here, but which of those five teams do you guys think is most likely to miss the playoffs? And I think I know the answer real quickly, but I th- we should all say sure. that we should all say it in unison. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yes. One, three, right. two, one. Beam team. Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Beam team. That was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't see the Mavericks miss the playoffs. I don't see the Pelicans missing the playoffs unless some injury. Weird thing happens for Zion where he just doesn't come back and Brandon Ingram can't play either. And then Grizzlies and Nuggets, like they're making the playoffs. So right. I mean, honestly, the Maver the uh, excuse me, the Clippers are six here. They're 23 and 22 on the season. They barely have a winning record. I, if I expanded one more slot here to six, I'd say the Clippers miss it more than the Kings at this point. I do not, I don't know. I mean, the Clippers, like they just don't Kawhi guys and Paul don't are only gonna get healthier. They're only gonna get healthier though. I don't think they're they going just, to get worse. I, I don't know if they'll get worse, but they're 23 and 22. Like, they're not. Like, like right, they're not they, but they have, like that's, that's been with up. load management and all yeah, of that that's, stuff. That's, and, and all of the, as the season Ka- winds on, that'll get more fluid, hopefully. Yeah, that's what Kawhi only playing 21 games. And he, he's still, I don't, he started out on a big time minute restriction early. I'm not, I'm not sure mm-hmm. what it is. I'm sure it's gone now, but. I think that really affected, you know, not just – you can't say, oh, Kawhi's back and we're back good. It was we got Kawhi back, but he only played X amount of minutes, and that lasted multiple weeks. And now here we are, you know, you know it's January 17th, and they, they're still holding on. I mean, to be six in the West is uh, – I mean, it's a log jam, but for them to be able to get through this first, you know, half of the season and be sixth and knowing that their stars have only played half, you know, what – on average, half the games or mm-hmm. close to half the games of what they've got. Uh, no, nah, Clippers could put it together. I also trust the coaching of Ty Lue more than the coaching of Mike Brown, just personally. There you go. I like that point. All right, and that, that's a great point. I mean, the, the coaching there for sure. I the, the games that I've seen the Clippers play, when Amir Coffey is playing a lot of minutes in some games, and you've got, <laughs> I don't even know, Usa Diabate and Brandon Boston Jr. Like those guys are not averaging a lot of minutes per game, but there's some nights they are playing, you know, 20 plus minutes in games. Yeah. And I just, that the health thing gets to me, the, the health, the injury history from Paul George and Kawhi just gets to me at some point. And the Kings are not bad. Like the Kings are, are decent. I would, I would don't think if I had to bet, True, but, the but they're young the Kings, and they haven't proven anything yet. Oh, f- for sure. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in, in forever. But if I had to pick either of those teams to finish fifth or better in the West, I'd pick the Clippers. But if I had to pick either team to make the playoffs, I think I'd, you know, I'd have to, like, bet some money on it. I, I think I'd say the Kings just from that. Because I think the Kings can – they are young. They are healthy. And, and this cool Clippers deal has just been weird. Like, why – why basically hamstrung his own team when he came there? I mean, he's also got hamstring injury perpetually, but he's like, he's really just held back the Clippers at the end of the day. If it, when he's, Hey, I want to go play for him. wants to, you know, basically that trade and the thunder know what they, you know, that the Clippers are only going to get Kawhi if they also get Paul George. 
I mean, can you imagine SGA on this Clippers team right now? I mean, the trade probably doesn't no. happen with the Thunder, you know, and Paul George, if right. SGA's not included. Like, I can't think it happens. But wow. it's... We're, we're yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for that trade, but I know that the, the Clippers, the Clippers Nation, maybe is not grateful yeah. for that trade. But maybe it's year four. But we're on it. We're on like four or five years of this. This team just oh, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. We'll see what we got. We'll see what we got, and just is never. This is more my animosity towards the Clippers. It's just when are you gonna when are you gonna put it together? Like when when is it gonna be? All right, this is what you got. It seems like now we have enough evidence to know this is kind of it. They did bounce the Mavericks and a young younger. Luca out of two playoff series, so mm-hmm. that's that's worth something for sure to be said too. But they just have not the health consistency has just not been there whatsoever. That's valid. Yeah, I think with the clip, I was this is the you know Kawhi and Paul. This is the third year. I mean, this is this third? is make make it or break it. Yeah, because yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi won Kawhi the won in, in 2019. 2019. Yeah, with the Raptors. And then mm-hmm. that's when that's you just did the one and done with the Raptors, which is so funny. <laughs> Something about that I, I like. You know, it was good for Toronto. I was to get on the map, but to see well, this. My... I mean, this is your four. Um, four. This is your four for both guys. Uh, Kawhi didn't play last year. This is year four. He missed the whole year. You're right. He missed the whole year. You're right. That's what, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yep. so yep, fourth total, but three with him playing. So you can't, you can't hurt. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah, you can't yep. take it that's out fair. on Kawhi. That's for fair. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is the make it or break it That's year. Fair. Um, you know, if they fall short, and I, I would imagine, you know, anything <clears throat> less than getting past the second round um, would be a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might see some major moves. I mean, those are two guys. We're kind of again, two got superstars, but they're on the they they're both past their peak. Uh, they're not far yeah. off their peak, but they're past their peak. So. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, Calvin, that new arena they're building. I mean that's right by your stadium. That's is going to be ready yeah. next year. It's next year, right? So maybe they hold on. Hey, to it. Yeah, I think twenty twenty four. Yeah, I get kind of confused now that all works. But yeah, I yeah. think it's supposed to be ready by. And they're <laughs> they're throwing it up real quick. I mean, it, yeah. I, I think they could have it ready next year. That sounds right. Yeah, because I was wondering that they might hold on to man. Because I think that kind of started the the initial concept of hey, we got two Hall of Famers, two superstars right now. Let's go ahead and pull the trigger on building this arena. And so it'd be, I would hate to see the grand opening out of the arena and not see, uh, you know, one or both of those guys in a Clippers uniform. So they might hold on to it and to at least get that arena open. For sure. I, I'm a skeptic before I'm a believer with most things. And the Clippers have not shown me any reason to have like a ton of promise. Like, okay, you know what? They're going to figure out, put it together. Like they, Reggie Jackson's sitting, you know, most nights. For him now, not not not. He's still playing games. He's just not starting. Um, and he's coming off the bench. Better way to say it. And, and and Kawhi is superhuman when he plays. Like he is superhuman. He's amazing. Looking at his per thirty six. Looking at his minutes per game of his last, you know, full season where he was able to play games. Uh, you know, 2020, 2021, He played fifty two out of I believe that was the season that was seventy two games if I remember correctly because that was the maybe that was the year before nineteen. No, 1920 was the year before the pandemic. So he played 52 out of 72 games. That's a pretty good percentage overall. He played 34 minutes a game and averaged 24.8. Like, Kawhi, when he plays, is just amazing. But mm-hmm. playing 19 games so far this year is really good. Almost 30 minutes. I mean, basically 30 minutes a game here. 
I, I'm curious when or if Kawhi will have an MVP type um, season or a couple of games span again. You know, that's that's what kind of I'm curious about here, right? Like, it's just it's Kawhi's it's Kawhi's team, and everyone else is just kind of trying to figure out when he's when he's good. At the end of the day, the, the guy is. I, I'd say he'll have a super bizarre NBA career. He plays one season in Toronto, wins him a ring, and then dips. Like that's never been done. I don't think. <laughs> Uh, you know, plays seven seasons with the Hall of Famer head coach, the GOAT head coach probably of all time in the league, and Greg Popovich, and then doesn't like the Spurs, who, correct me if I'm wrong, everyone likes the Spurs, like who's played for him. So he's just, this guy's going to have a super weird career. He comes to the Clippers, comes home, doesn't go to the Lakers, though, when he has the chance, I think. Right. It, it, the guy's just going to have a super weird career no matter what, and I'm not going to be able to understand it until maybe it's over. Maybe that's part of this, too. Yeah, talking out. But I, I'd i say, I mean, all three of us are in agreement. Kings are probably the team here that missed the playoffs out of the top four in the West. And honestly, maybe out of the whole West, a guy of teams that are currently in the top six, right? Because the rest is playing seven through ten. So mm-hmm. I, I think we'd probably all be in agreement that, yeah, it's probably the Kings have to prove it. Because they're, they're the one that's doesn't doesn't have the history of, of making it before, you know? So, right, yeah, and I'd they're say so the Jazz young too, that they could have like a, and they're one game under five hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're a young team, so they could have a series of really good games and then a series of really bad games all in a row, or an injury or something like that. You know? mm-hmm. For sure. Well, with that being said, here in the East, it's a little bit more differentiated, but I'll do I'll do. Um, Five because technically the Cavs have one more win than the Sixers, but they're tied because they have the Sixers have one less loss because this game's played here basically. So Celtics, Nets, Bucks, 76ers, Cavs of those five, which do, which team do you think is going to miss the playoffs here if you had to pick one? And I don't, I don't necessarily know if that's going to be the case here. I think probably all five make it, but you had to pick that's one. Who do you think? <sighs> That's tough. That's, that's a lot. That's that's yeah. a lot. Those are locked teams. Because you got to look at the teams behind them. I don't see none. You can't. You can't see the Knicks passing any of those five teams. You know what I mean? I can't see right. the Pacers passing any of those five teams. So mm-hmm. um, I know your, your question is definitely to get an answer. None of them are going to be good. Obviously, you just the Cavaliers possibly. I think they have probably the most youth out of the above team mentions. With the Celtics, Bucks, obviously uh, veterans that have heavy playoff experience, of course, mm-hmm. with the um, uh, Nets, 76ers. So, um, by, by for the sake of the question, I'll say the Cavaliers, but with with no confidence behind that on them missing the playoffs. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only the only one I could throw out there is the Nets. That's purely injury related. That's yeah. purely just injury related overall. Otherwise, I, otherwise, yeah, I think it's the Cavs. And this question more comes so as like. The, the East, like if if the Heat were in the top five, I'd say, oh, maybe them because of some weird Jimmy Butler trade right before the deadline. And, you know, they kind of decide to just tank the last minutes, try to get basically top 10 odds or something weird. But then again, like they're the Miami Heat. They're not going to do that. That's just not part of their DNA. They've never been. They've never had to do that. They've, they've found guys in the draft wherever it seems. And I mean, the other couple of teams here, like, the Wizards aren't passing anyone. The Raptors aren't passing any of these guys. No. The 
the Bulls and the Heat are the only two teams where I'm like, well, maybe they have the history. And the Hawks, too. I mean, possible. But those those three teams are the only ones that I can be like, okay, you know what? Maybe they will take over, but they'll take over the Knicks. Maybe the Cavs, they'll, <laughs> they'll beat out for the fifth spot, but they're not going to beat out. The Cavs are not going to miss the playoffs, right? The Cavs at worst probably the sixth seed. I don't, so. I don't think so. I think that. That combination of Donovan Mitchell and Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. Gar- oh, it's so Darius, good. Darius is so good. Yeah. Because you can, well, you can either pick and pop or pick and roll at any given time, and it doesn't matter. They can get whatever they want. And then Donovan can score 71 whenever he wants, apparently. <laughs> that game was crazy. He had 20 in the first half, I think, and then he scores 71 in the game. One over time. The most still. ridiculous part of that was the missed free throw, him getting the rebound and getting it in. And Luca that did was the, the same thing, thing like a couple a couple nights before that. He had the same deal. Yeah, so that mm. was I'd say Luca needs to be on more national television so people can come around to the idea that maybe he's not the perfect player to watch, just because he is a little bit frustrated with more of the refs than I'd like right. for a guy to be. Especially when you're thinking about the end of the day that you know, team basketball's got to be a deal. And I don't know if you guys have played any pickup recently, but it really sucks playing pickup basketball when you're the tallest dude out there at six foot two and everyone's just decided to shoot threes the whole game. I just really, it's just really annoying. You know, it's like, oh, let's, let's ISO Calvin. No, let's not. Let's, let's not put me in a pick and roll and, you know, two double screens and switch and some pickup basketball. What are we doing? <laughs> uh yeah, but I'm getting crossed over left and right. It's just not a good deal. But getting crossed over left and right, or the guy shoots an open three and everyone's looking at me like, you gotta close out. I'm like, guys, I'm not fast. Like this isn't happening. <laughs> but, but that's I think that's kind of like the NBA at this point, right? Like we're seeing a lot of ISO heavy ball where it's not necessarily not only not a ton of plays are being ran, you know, and if they are, it's kind of basically like the pick and pop, kind of basically the pick and roll. Some high ball screens, right? Like that's what every team does now, too. Um, but a lot of except I would I would agree, but there's like six teams that are in the top eight of both conferences that are elite passing. Like I'm I'm looking at like Milwaukee and Boston, Denver, Memphis, um, and even throwing uh, Golden State. I know they're not in the top. Four, but of of the con- the best teams still pass the best, I think. Yeah, I mean, win shares is you know, it's Jokic's stat, assists per game, Halliburton, rebounds per game, Sabonis, and points per game, Luca. Right, I think that kind of tells you how each team plays. You know, mm-hmm. like the Mavericks are super ISO heavy, and they basically have Luca, but then Jokic, like that's a team, that's a team truly playing basketball. And mm-hmm. the Warriors, too. Like, the Warriors, I, I've heard this on several podcasts, and so I'll just kind of reiterate the point. Like, everyone would play the same offense that the Warriors do if they had the personnel. But no mm-hmm. one has the personnel the Warriors do. Like, you can't, you just, you know, all three all three of us would be coaching in the NBA if we could figure out how to get the personnel to fit the Warriors' offense. But that just isn't a thing. It's mm-hmm. just not, you know, I mean, who True. else has those guys? And as much crap as I give Draymond Green on every podcast that I can, the dude's basketball IQ is insane. Like, so, so also him being able to know what's going on and being a great defensive player, but also put up like a seven, seven and seven night almost on average. It's crazy. 
all the stuff True. that he does just to help that team win when Steph's out. You know, he does lead the league in tax. He's two away from getting an, a game suspended. But hmm. the Warriors will probably survive that. They probably don't, you know, necessarily need him to play every single game too because that's how deep they are. Um, I don't know. Enough Warriors fandom already, though. I'm not necessarily a Warriors fan at all. I'm just really jealous of their team success. Well, if you yeah. And they have it built to last, too. If you really think about it, you could see, again, big picture, you know, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson aren't going to play for the Warriors their entire career, uh, I think. Um, at least Clay will probably be bouncing before Steph. But they have it built where you could be, you know, Jordan Poole if it was, you know, again, way down the line. Jordan Poole could be the next Steph Curry. And I think they obviously drafted Moses Moody to kind of have that same idea to be the next Klay Thompson. Um mm. And then I think that where they're having some issues, obviously, is that James Wiseman is not panning out to, you know, take on. Right. Um, the, uh, I don't say the Draymond. Nobody can be a Draymond. That's 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 a diamond in the rough. But uh, you know, have well, I think they more need like a more like room. Kavon Looney, but more of a unicorn Kavon Looney. Yeah, but he hasn't panned out. Um, but yeah, uh, then they have um, Kaminga. I think Kaminga has still um, some growth. To a lot do. of upside. But a lot of upside. Uh, I like Kaminga a lot. The more, uh, more and more I watch him play, to kind of be that athletic wing, you know, I know, uh, you know that Andre Iguodala was for them for a while. Um, Harrison Barnes was in that role, you know, early on mm -hmm. in his career. But mm -hmm. kind of just that athletic freak, uh, three, you know, three and D type of player. Um, but Kaminga's, I think he has a chance to have an all-around game put together here in the next few years potentially. So. He said that the Warriors have a, a little blueprint put together um, for if and when, you know, they lose. Um, pretty confident Draymond would be the first one to jump ship, especially for his love for LeBron. I think he wants to uh, uh, jump on <laughs> jump on that bag bandwagon yes. and have that, share that same jersey with LeBron soon. And then Clay, Clay also, I could see him bouncing. Steph, I think, I mean, Golden State's going to lay out, as they've already done, the red carpet for him, whatever he wants, whatever his dollar amount or whatever parking spot he wants at, at the arena. I mean, he's going to get whatever <laughs> he wants to make sure yeah. that he can. Because uh, it's something that the NBA is missing right now is, you know, players that finish their careers where they started. I mean, mm -hmm. you think of Kobe and Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, but those, I think, I, I think it's good for basketball, good for the NBA to have. Um, those players that will stick around, and hopefully Giannis can follow suit as well. Agreed. Oh, well, with with your point here, Joel, about guys not sticking with the same team for for several years at a time, I do want to ask you guys this about a little bit like about NBA team identity. Do you think we should rein in the amount of jerseys that are in distribution? Right, like you just yeah. you, you you can. So the reason why I'm asking about this is because. Mm. The uh, the Spurs Warriors played in the Alamo Dome, not like a couple of, like Fridays. Friday, morning, right? Fr no, it was this Friday. Uh, or last, this last Friday. Friday. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow, my timeline's horrible. And so they both played in city edition jerseys, I think. Mm -hmm. And so the mm -hmm. Warriors played in this like what I think is kind of cool, like black like and gold jersey. I like nice. It's a little little mm -hmm. odd when the jersey's untucked because it's like extra long to show a whole rows, but that's beside the point. Spurs played in like kind of their cool, like I'd say retro-ish inspired. Yeah. Maybe it is a retro retro jersey, but they're teal colored as well. Also, the Pistons have a teal colored jersey. Also, several other NBA teams wear black. It's just it seems like we got a lot going on. Like in three years from now, or and three years from now, got a photo of let's say Jeremy Sochan matching up against or Sohan matching up against Kaminga. I don't know if that was even a matchup in the game. I don't know if both those guys played. But let's say both those guys, you know, it's a photo and you can't see a logo. Are we going to know? 
we're going to know what, you know, who those two teams were, you know, what was going on. Like, it's just, <laughs> there's so much going on and it's so hard yeah. for like several friends I have are like, yeah, I'll follow the NBA after the all-star break. And it used to be, Hey, I'll follow the NBA after the Christmas day. And now it's mm-hmm. almost like getting pushed back a little bit farther. Cause it's like, all right, yeah, I'll tune in after the, after the Super Bowl, basically, you know, it's kind of after the all-star break kind of comments here, but do you think the NBA should rein in on the jerseys you know, a little bit, just kind of chill out on how many jerseys there are. Yes. As far, well, mm, for some things, I think if it's, especially the color schemes that really have nothing to do with what the teams normally do. I think that's where I start to get really confused. Unless it's like where like Miami has their like pink nights, which I think is really cool. But I I think there a lot of teams have gone a little bit crazy. I really don't like when the Thunder wear their all white <laughs> weird city edition jerseys. Those bother me. I I think those look awesome, but I'm in agreement that those are not like the Thunder blue. Right or you know or orange or anything. The the Pistons have Pistons have their retro like teal jerseys with a horse, which is just sick. Like they're mm-hmm. I think they wore those. I want to say last year, maybe uh, no last year. I think because I think it was Cade's first year. This year they've got like a green jersey, which throws it back to some city inspired stuff and what I mean all well, everything has a tie in. But like on the on the flip side, the Thunder have like black jerseys, which looks sick. Don't get me wrong. All the jerseys I think look good because I'm a fan of just new stuff overall. But it's also like this is not a not something we're used to seeing. It's you know overkill. I mean? just, it's overkill. Just, yeah, it is overkill. Because yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, they release them a new city edition jersey every year, and they only wear it for that year. Mm-hmm. So I believe that one, Zev, you're talking about. You're talking about the white and, and gray, which is white and gray only, because they even had the right. matching court. That was for last year only. They haven't wore those jerseys, okay. if I'm mistaken, this year. And they haven't done that gray, that gray court. It was just gray and white. I really did not like that. I didn't like that, the court either. That messed with my eyes. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't, it was really weird to see on TV. It, it was, was really cool weird. to see in person, but it was really weird to see on TV. But they yes. only, so they're, you only host 41 home games. And I know it doesn't tie together home games, but I think they only wear the jerseys, Calvin, you, what, 10 times? Yeah. Thunder wore them like every Friday, I think, in this, like in 2022. I think they wore them every Friday, so they didn't wear them like that. But maybe they wore them every Friday, period. Uh, I mean, those were well liked and well received by the players. It just is. It's something I want to bring up because I think it's an yeah. odd deal at the end of the day when it's hard to keep track of like which players are for which are playing for which teams. Like if, if we just right. did like a quiz here and I was just like, you know, like I quizzed myself earlier and said, can I name every Pacers, you know, starting five? And I, I could not. And just couldn't. So, yeah, like I didn't know where Jalen Smith went. Like, all right, like, uh, okay, that's a real bummer. But the rest of it, like, yeah, I, mean, it should, I should know. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel like I follow the NBA enough, you know, got enough Thunder shirts and jerseys to, you know, for all, all everyone who's ever been on a podcast to wear at the same time as me. So it's, you know, it's kind of like, all right, like, should we chill out a little bit? Should we, we instead of, instead of it being four jerseys, because I think that's it at the end of the day. I think there's like, your home, your way. I think there's one more jersey that you can always wear. Like the Thunder can wear like the orange sunsets whenever. I think I'm sure how that works. Um, and then they have the fourth, which is the city jersey. It's like all right, like maybe maybe you can't wear the orange and the black in the you know same season. Like this is not so. I would that, love for the Thunder to adopt Oklahoma State's colors. It just shouldn't be a thing. That reminds me of one of the more hilarious things I've ever seen in a basketball game when I went to. 
the last time the Thunder played the Grizzlies last year, um, <laughs> they all hopped onto the court together, and then they all realized they were wearing white jerseys. And so the Grizzlies yeah. had to go back into the locker room oh, yeah. and change to their uh, away jerseys to like the navy blue almost. But it was so funny. <laughs> like they took out the warm-ups at the same time and they looked at each other like, well, crap, what do we do? <laughs> you know what I'd say? They should all just have the same color jersey and just play in the same color jersey that game. That's what they should have done. You know, you should know your teammates. Pick up basketball. If I'm wearing gray and you're wearing blue, we're on the same team. I just choose you out of a group of five people I'd never seen before in my life. So, that, you know, that's what happens. Like, failing, you can figure it out as an NBA player. Maybe the game's, maybe the game's too quick and you couldn't figure it out. I don't know. Um, you know. Like well, it, when it's overkill, also, when we're talking about the Thunder jerseys, you know, of the white one, I know they got that, that black. Is it black or is it like off black? It almost looks like a faded it's kinda black off, this year. It's kind of yeah. off black. Yeah. I'm off black. Afraid, yeah. Well, the the pandemic year, they had the um, the memorial jerseys. You remember those? Oh, Black yeah. and gold. Yeah, the gold. Those yeah. were legit. Yeah. Not just the look of them, but the meaning. It's like it sure, was big, yeah. and then it's like obviously you can't buy them no more. The, Nobody talks about it anymore. I think that right. was one that you incorporate. You should be able to keep some around longer as a because I, I, I guarantee they probably didn't wear them less than ten times that season. Mm-hmm. And I think those are probably the most uh, impactful ones that we've ever had. My my other so favorites, in, in my other favorites in uh, Thunder history were the Native American heritage that were like mm-hmm. the teal or yeah, the yep. turquoise almost. Yep, yep. Oh man, those are so cool. Yeah, I like those. Those were really nice. They did a good job on those too. But again, it, I didn't wear them that many times for us to really. Yeah, there's got to be a rule it. that they can like bring back something from, I don't know, two three years ago, and at least for a series of games. You know, like in two K, it's kind of ridiculous. You can shuffle through. <laughs> all 20 jersey options at every single game. You're like, why can't they do that in real life? I don't know. I that now we're we're on the opposite side though. We're saying, yeah, bring back every jersey you've worn before previously <laughs> and wear it once a season. You know, now we're on the opposite side of it. So I don't know. Maybe there's no perfect answer, but I, I would I, rather them bring back classic things first than invent new and unnecessary things now. Yeah, totally it, and mine would be let it last a little longer than just because uh, you can't even say it lasted a season. It lasted a fraction of the season with right, right. the wearing it. That's my thing. Either wear it more in that particular season or expand it, you know, to last, you know, maybe two mm-hmm. or three years. Well, so every five years of the bombing memorial, bring back those jerseys, right? Like, you, you know, make it make it oh, like an like occasion that. where and but also make that where that's the away jersey for every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, or the home or the home jersey, maybe go all that, in. That's what you can go decide. all in. Yeah, yeah, make it the home jersey mm-hmm. for yeah, or for twenty games of the season, it's the home jersey, and the other twenty games are or in Thunder Blue or whatever. I mean, I really like the there's some different Thunder concepts that are made out there that are like you know, have the Oklahoma City, like the O in the logo actually like be the state outline with inside, which looks sick. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's a great way to have it. I think Zev, I think I sent you a text to the photo the other day. Yes, that, like that's a really cool idea, but I don't I don't know. It's just there's a lot. It's a lot going on all the time. Like let's simplify it a little bit. Let's get kind of back to basketball a little bit more. Not that I'm a Jersey hater, but I'm a Jersey <laughs> like, hey, you know what? Like, let's replace the white association jersey the Thunderwear with just the that white jersey we wore like a year ago, you know, or with the black jersey we have this year, or with the memorial jersey, right? Like let's replace, switch it out. 
at the end of the day, it's yeah. not going to be that big of a deal. I, the team brand and team identity, like Thunder have been around 15 years now. Like, I think we, you know, Thunder playing national TV, I don't think it's a huge deal. It'll be like, let's make sure we wear blue so hey. that way it can be recognized. Before you close it out, yeah. can we get a Supersonics jersey? Can we make that happen? We do not have the rights. That would make um, a lot of people angry. I don't think that's going to happen. So the Thunder do have the rights to the team history, but I believe from what I've read, they don't have the rights to the team logos. So who we got to call? It's a, phone, it's a phone call away, right? Come on. Someone got it. We got to make peace with Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, and, and we'll try. And Ray Allen. And it's just a and weird deal. Jesus Shuttleworth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, it's just a weird deal. Uh, I don't know the best answer to that one, honestly, Joel. That's yeah. a great question. <laughs> um. But it, it's one of those things where we, we can all wear, like, you know, different jerseys as fans to games. But it's almost like if I'm showing up in, like, a red Chiefs jersey to a Chargers game, no one's going to confuse that with anything else. Right? Like, no one's, you know, if I'm showing up to a blue powder blue jersey to a Chargers game, no one's going to confuse that with anything else. If I show up in a, um, I think it's the Motor City red jersey that I have that the Pistons wore for, like, a year or something. It's a Kate Cunningham it's it was his rookie year, their city jersey. Mm-hmm. If I show up wearing that jersey to a game, and you can just see the back, you can't see the front, and you're not a huge <laughs> no NBA fan where you don't know who <laughs> you don't know, like you don't know Cade's just a only played in Detroit, they might be like, okay, is that a Hawks jersey? Is that just another team that's red? Right? Like mm-hmm. that's just sure. I don't know. Let's rein it in. Let's yeah. bring it, bring it back, bring it back to basics a little bit. Like let's mix it up. Like I. The Warriors, I know, I know what their jerseys look like. Their jerseys are cool. They're good. The Lakers keep their classics, whatever. Like, if you're a huge Pelicans fan, are you kind of like, hey, let's let's switch out like the regular home in a way with, you know, whatever city jersey we like the best at this point because they all probably look fairly decent. Let's just mix it up. Every five years, just switch up your home and away jerseys. They're just brand new. To, you know, you've been a fan of more than one year. You got to buy a brand new jersey every five years. Like, let's just do it that way. Calvin, I wish Walter was on, in on this topic conversation because he bought a Paul George uh, City Edition jersey, the black with the blue. The blue had like a little blue oh, yeah. stripe and an orange oh, yeah. stripe, and he bought it. He messed up. He bought a fake one, and it came as a crop top. You can see his belly button. <laughs> uh, I never let him down. Never let him down. All day. Oh, I, man. I, I, think we've heard, I think we've heard the story before. <laughs> um, with all being said, though, definitely the outro music three times so this is the third time we're going to end here so thank you guys so much for listening to the latest episode of the cj tour podcast please follow at the cj tour twitter instagram youtube tiktok um and wherever you listen to podcasts joel thank you so much as always for joining zev thank you so much too for joining here and we'll try to get back uh all four of the big three in okc i know that doesn't make any sense to anyone else besides me but we'll try to get back everyone here uh, including walt uh, before too long as well, but maybe we do it over the All-Star break. We'll see. So, or before. I don't know. Got a month. Figure it out. Thank you guys so much, and I'll catch you again soon. Peace. See ya.